So I am not denying that things happen as we get older and each of us is unique and each of us has our own struggles. But I can tell you guys that what age we feel old at is a lot based on our previous dieting and exercise practices. Welcome to season four of the Fitness Hacks podcast. My goal this season is to help you shatter those self-limiting beliefs by learning to train smarter through proper workout design, nutrition, and mindset habits. Hey guys, it's Corey from Redefining Strength. Welcome to the Fitness Hacks Podcast. Today I wanna talk about struggling with age. So I'll admit, there's nothing I really hate more than when someone asks my age on a photo. And it's not because I care about sharing my age, but it's because I know what's behind that. There's always somebody who's going to ask, what's my age, to always say that, until I'm a certain age, I'm not gonna understand what they're going through. Basically limiting their self based on their age. And first off, I just wanna tell you, as much as I love all the results I've gotten for myself, that's not what makes me a fabulous coach. Not to brag or anything, but it's not what makes me a good coach. There are lots of people out there that can get great results for themselves and can't do it for anybody else. And honestly, what's made me a great coach is the fact that I can translate it into results based on what other people need. So it's not what I can do for myself, it's the fact that I actually can help other people and I see the principles behind it, the fundamentals, and understand how to implement them with other people. So as wonderful as it is, I can look a certain way or do a certain thing, really that doesn't matter in terms of you reaching out to me as a coach. So. That part bugs me because I'm like, it's not what I can do, it's what I can do for you. Uh, but also because too often we let that number dictate what we think we can do. All of a sudden we hit an age and trust me, I've heard people are too old at the age of 30 and too old at the age of 90. So I've heard everything in between. There's not one age that becomes I'm too old. But the thing is, is at any age we can lead our like best lives. We can be our strongest, leanest, fittest selves. And we have to stop sort of writing ourselves off because we hit that age. Does our body change with age? Yes. But the other thing we need to think about is how much of this is really that number or just an accumulation of improper dieting practices, improper workout practices from when we're younger. And that's why I think there is such a range in when people feel old because it's how many improper practices they've done and just how quickly it's caught up with them. So what that means is that at any point we can make a change that can help us not feel old at a younger age. And not only that, but we can learn the fundamentals so that we can adjust as our needs and goals change over time. Because yes, as our body gets older, we're less able to utilize protein as efficiently. You know, aches and pains do add up. There is wear and tear that occurs. But so much of what we do early on can then dictate how all that feels. Not to mention our needs, goals, lifestyle are constantly evolving every day, every single day. Like what I was doing earlier this year is not what I'm doing right now in this year. And it's one of these things that I wanna be able to adjust as those other things change because that's also what keeps me feeling young. So I just don't want you to limit yourself based on a number. As your bodies change, or as your needs and goals change, you want to adjust what you're doing in your lifestyle, but you need to think it's based on needs changing over a certain number, okay? So I wanted to sort of give you five tips to help you overcome what I see as the age hangup, okay? One, you have to realize it's often previous dieting practices adding up. I see this especially when it comes to eating and menopausal weight gain, okay? During menopause, there are changes that happen. Our appetite often increases as our metabolic rate decreases because of the hormonal changes going on. And is this sucky? Heck yes, okay? Does it fight against our weight loss efforts? 
Heck yes. But often women don't even have any problems with this because they have, you know, their macros dialed in. They understand how to fuel their training well. They're building strength and muscle through their strength training. They're not over-exercising, right? They're not under-fueling. So they've put themselves in a really good position based on previous dieting practices. However, often why we actually see more issues with menopause is because we've always gone the calorie in versus calorie out extreme deficit route when we've dieted in the past. We've focused on doing more, doing more cardio, right? So all of these things have created metabolic adaptations. It's why you can say, I'm only eating 900 calories. Why am I not losing weight? Well, it's because you actually train your body to function off of 900 calories. So what's happened is based on your previous dieting practices, not only are you under fueling and then your body becomes more efficient at using those fewer calories to actually survive. But then when you're overtraining, your body tries to regulate the fact that it thinks it's starving, right? By burning fewer calories at rest. So all that training is actually working against you. Not to mention, you're probably not able to push as hard. And then to fuel all this extra activity, you're actually catabolizing or using your muscle tissue to fuel. So you're not building lean muscle, which further impacts your metabolic rate. So all these things are basically working against you, making that 900 calories not actually a deficit. Not to mention you've created hormonal imbalances which further work against you and they can make you feel hungrier, crave salty, sweet things more, while actually telling you you feel full less. So you're creating all these different changes in your body which are actually only going to be perpetuated and made worse by menopause. But had you not created those changes even prior by that previous dieting practices, then you wouldn't necessarily even feel the impact of some of those other things. So it's one of these things that you have to recognize where the issue actually stems from. Going off of that, so often what happens is when we then regain the weight, right? that we even lost through all these extreme practices. When we regained, we didn't regain any of the muscle. We regained fat and our metabolic rate is worse off. That's why it's harder even the next time. So what I'm telling you here is by recognizing that it might be some of the previous dieting and exercise practices you have, you can retrain your body. You can start fo uh, focusing on that strength training to build that lean muscle mass. You can start retraining your body to use more. Does this mean you might see some gains on the scale? Yep, you might gain some weight on the scale and retrain your body, but it's the only way to be able to use the deficit. But you've got to see it not as something that's just, you know, something that's going to happen to you because of your age, but all the previous dieting practices, not to mention the fact that as we get older, we tend to move less. You know, we have our desk jobs, we have our families, we're sitting watching games for kids instead of actually being active. So think about all the things within your control to actually change, okay? That does bring me into tip number two, which is talking even more about the extreme deficits that we create. Calorie is not just a calorie. Yes, one calorie is an energy of measurement, so one calorie equals one calorie, but through how we dial in our macros, we can impact how we feel in terms of being like full and fueled. We can impact the results we get. And those macro ratios need to change as we go through our life. Even the deficit we need we need needs to change, right? We do lose muscle mass more easily as we get older. You know, if we have had a period of injury, we might have to lower our calorie intake. If we're doing more strength training, more cardio, we're gonna have to adjust our numbers. And I know it's really tempting in a, a desire to see results faster, to cut your calories more extreme, but all this does because our body wants to fight against weight loss because it wants to survive. So this is a, a survival mechanism, right? It will adapt to that fueling. So when you do this extreme dieting, your body thinks it's starving even more. When you create a smaller, less dramatic deficit, your body will actually be like, okay, well, I can still sort of run. I might be a little hungry, but I'm not in survival mode. Therefore, I'm not gonna try and very quickly adapt down and create these metabolic adaptations and burn fewer calories at rest and have all these other adjustments, right? So it's why that smaller deficit is really key, especially the older we get, okay? So if you think about it, 
you have those hormonal changes with menopause. It's harder to build and retain lean muscle mass as we get older. If we then also go back to old dieting practices where we create that extreme deficit, which really technically shouldn't have worked. It worked, but it shouldn't have worked when we were younger, right? And that's why we have even more issues now. But when we do that when we're getting older and we're less able to build and retain lean muscle, we're not only putting ourselves at greater risk for muscle loss, but we're even fighting against gaining muscle more to help prevent metabolic adaptations, okay? So we have to avoid the extreme calorie deficits, even though I know we want to lose weight quickly. And then number three is we can't fear a macro, okay? I know, you know, keto is all the rage, cutting out carbs, but guys, when we fear a macro, we really hold ourselves back from actually finding what we need. Because the simple fact is, is not one macronutrient is evil. And if we're training hard, we might need more carbs because we need that readily available fuel, okay? Carbs are even involved in hormonal processes and they actually help uh, contribute to hormonal balance. And so it's one of these things that if we're in too much of a carb deficit as we're actually in a calorie deficit, that can create hormonal imbalances and actually, again, create metabolic adaptations that hold us back. So as much as you want to deplete your glycogen stores because then we also lose water weight and we see that dramatic loss in the scale very quickly, that isn't true fat loss and we have to remember that, okay? And we have to remember that that might backfire long-term. We also have to remember on the flip side, if we have been low carb, sometimes bumping our carbs can actually create the whoosh effect where we let go of some of the water weight that our fat cells are actually storing because our body has the energy it needs and it doesn't think it's starving any longer. So there's a lot of different ways you can play with the macros to actually get the results you want. And by just demonizing one, instead of seeing the opportunity and adjusting them as your needs, your goals, your activity level changes, you really hold yourself back. Tip number four is you have to realize that more is not better. Your workouts aren't just about burning calories. Too often I see people go in and just like look at their watch and see how many calories they can burn, cutting out rest, you know, trying to make their lift sessions more metabolic. And all they're ending up doing is turning their strength workouts into cardio. And while I don't think, you know, metabolic strength workouts are bad, I love using them with clients to get more bang for their buck. You have to remember that your workouts are about moving better. Yes, you are burning more calories, which can help you put that, put yourself in that deficit. But if you always steer towards cardio instead of strength, you're risking losing muscle mass instead of increasing your muscle mass. And by increasing your muscle mass, you can actually prevent metabolic adaptations. You can help yourself look leaner. You actually help you burn yourself burn more calories at rest, which pays off far more than burning an extra 100 calories because you created a higher intensity workout. Not to mention, guys, those trackers are horribly inaccurate. And if we go based on that, we're going to be overeating potentially at times or even underfueling at other times. So you can't worry about burning calories from your workouts. And on top of that, what you do consistently will pay off. Too often we seek out, you know, this perfect workout routine. We try and do six days a week, an hour, but sometimes our, our lifestyle dictates 20 minutes, three days a week. And if that's what we can do consistently, that's what's gonna pay off to help us move our best, stay in a routine, actually develop sustainable habits, okay? And a lot of times that's what really matters as we get older because our recovery time can slow, especially if we're under fueling or not fueling correctly. If we're trying to do more, that's also where we see our recovery times are hurt because we're constantly just breaking our body down instead of allowing it to rebuild. Our workouts shouldn't leave us feeling destroyed all the time, okay? And that sort of brings me into tip number five, which is focus on building muscle and use that strength training. Lean muscle will help you move better. It will even help you avoid fractures as you get older. It will help keep your metabolic rate higher. One of the best indicators of longevity is grip strength. And we don't talk about that enough, but that relates back to how much muscle mass you have. So get your protein in strength training so you can have a strong grip and live long, right? But we have to remember that by strength training, we are preventing metabolic adaptations. We're helping ourselves look leaner. We're helping ourselves move better. We're helping ourselves prevent fractures. We are doing so many good things for our body so that we can be functionally strong and fabulous until our last day on this planet, okay? 
So I am not denying that things happen as we get older and each of us is unique and each of us has our own struggles. But I can tell you guys that what age we feel old at is a lot based on our previous dieting and exercise practices. And the sooner we get it through our heads that we can make changes now that there is so much within our control, the better off we're gonna be, the older that old age has to get and the better we can move until our final day on this planet while feeling and looking exactly the way we want. So stop worrying about what age somebody else is. Stop worrying about what age you are. Start focusing on how can I change my diet and workouts to better match my needs and goals right now. That's all that matters. Thanks for tuning in to the Fitness Hacks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really, really, really super appreciate if you'd leave me a review on iTunes. If you haven't introduced yourself as well, message me on Instagram or Facebook. I'd love to hear what you're working towards and see how I can help. For my free three-step RS formula, visit rsformula.com.